Hey everybody, I don't know if you heard, but I've been traveling a lot lately. I just got back from two conferences, two Swift conferences, and I thought I would take this opportunity to kind of let you know how that went, how my experience traveling around the world, hearing about the joys of Swift, and just how the adventure went for today's episode. Episode 150. I can't believe I made it that far. I don't know if you know this. I went to two conferences. Actually drove with my wife and three of the kids to Chicago. Spent the weekend there going to the Art Institute and to go to the wonderful Brazilian steakhouse, Fogo de Chao and Russian Tea House. We did that too. That was our Saturday. And then Sunday, I went to the first day of Deep Dish Swift. I was really happy to take the opportunity to go to Deep Dish Swift this year. Uh, I remember Josh coming up with the idea at the tail end of 360 iDev, especially since 360 iDev was no more. It was really unfortunate. And really enjoyed the conference, and Josh wanted to bring something like that to his hometown of Chicago. We all thought it was just a dream, but that dream became reality. If you watched our episode from, or two episodes ago, in episode 148, when Josh was on talking about Deep Dish. So, I was super happy. I loved, I wanted to talk. I filled out a few CFPs. Unfortunately, that wasn't the case. Fortunately and unfortunately, that wasn't the case as we'll, as we'll talk about. But yeah, I went to Deep Dish. First day was Indie Talks, which was really good. I'm going to give a summary of each of the talks later in the episode. But it was just fun to see the great crowd there. A lot of people I haven't even seen in person before. A lot of people I have seen in person before. It was at a wonderful venue. Just great service. Josh, Carrie, and Susanna did a great job with the event. It was fantastic. And then Wednesday or Tuesday? Tuesday, because it was Sunday was Indie Talks. Monday was Swift. Monday and Tuesday were Swift Development Talks. iOS Development Talks. And then Tuesday, I took a shuttle from the conference hotel and flew to from Chicago to Copenhagen and then connected Copenhagen to Milan and then took a bus Milan to Turin to get ready for Swift Heroes at Turin. Now, I've actually, I was actually chosen to speak at Swift Heroes, which is awesome. This is actually the second time I've spoken at Swift Heroes. I've spoken at Swift Heroes before during the apocalypse. So obviously I did it from here at my house. I don't think it was recorded. I'm not sure if it was recorded. But, yeah, I'm trying to think, what was the talk? If it was, I'll look it up. I'll post a link to it here, whatever. But yeah, Turin, Thursday, set of talks. My talk was on Friday. It was at the Automobile Museum in Turin, which was very cool. I got to meet a lot of folks that I have not met before, honestly. Mostly folks that are from the other side of the ocean. It was just really cool to see a lot of the folks there. Marn, Donnie trying to even remember peter you'll see pictures later leah shy but yeah and then thursday night yeah thursday and then friday i spoke i think i did pretty good i don't know people came 
up to me. I wish I had more time for Q&A, but people did come up to me later with questions and answers. So that was good. I It was a talk I've been wanting to do. I have a set of talks that I submit for every conference. Um, I try to submit them all. Sorry, conference organizers. But sometimes they, they cap them, and for good reason. And that was the one that was accepted by Swift Heroes. And I think what why I find that talk so important is when we come at Swift, I touched on this in the episode with Stuart, but when we come to Swift, we come with our own notions of how things work. Generics, for instance. I know when I was a C-sharp developer, I came at it with preconceptions from doing C plus templates and with Swift, I came at it with my pre my, my notions from C sharp about generics. It makes sense, right? That I, that I think a lot of Swift developers, when they get into it, they get confused by what, what they expect from how generics work in Swift. And so like my talk was to address that and say, Hey, come at it at a blank slate. Here's why the things that don't work the way you think they do here is why there's some of this new stuff we have with some and any and primary associated types, which I think is a big part of the puzzle that like fills in a lot of the blanks that we've had over the years about generics. And I think that the point of my talk is to show how using these things is actually helpful for unit testing and allowing you to mock. And I think unit testing is a big thing that needs to be a little bit more motivated. And what I did is I said, hey, use generics. If you use generics and protocols more and associated types, you'll be able to do unit tests more. So yeah, I think it went pretty good. Um, there's some really good talks. We'll get into that. We'll get into that. Just chill for a bit. So conference was over and then I spent Saturday going around. I'm a big history buff. There's like the Italian Museum of or the Museum of Italian National Unity about the formation of the Italian nation. Museo Nazionale del Risorgimento Italiano. And all that. I got to see a wonderful book, Garibaldi versus the Zombies, so that's great. Yeah, that was a really cool, I'm a history buff, so that was a really cool museum. And then we did the tour. I did that with Yukai, one of the, my fellow speakers of one of the castles that are nearby that kind of had been built and expanded out from the Roman days. Then I took the high-speed train to Milan. I flew in from Milan. I was going to fly out from Milan. I figured I'd spend two days in Milan. So, like, Saturday, I took the high-speed train, which was awesome. It took me an hour, half the time that the bus took to get me from the airport to my place in Turin. And then Saturday, pretty much chilled, ate wonderful Italian food, gelato, pasta. was amazing. The pizza was really good, too. Sorry, Josh. The pizza was really good in Italy. It's not the same thing, but it was really good. Sunday, went to the church, the Duomo, which was really beautiful. The art gallery, the Leonardo Museum. I think just chill the rest of the day Sunday. I was pretty wiped out by that day. Jet lag wasn't really too bad because I arrived at night in Italy. And so, like, I could just go to sleep when I got there. And then flew out of Milan to Copenhagen and Copenhagen to Chicago, and then flew Chicago here back to Lansing, um, which I adjusted to pretty well because I arrived at nighttime. So it's a little bit weird to have a day that's 28 hours and another day that's 20 hours because of the time zone difference, but it all worked out. Would I do it again? Yeah, I'd do it again. It was awesome. Italy is awesome. Deep Dish was awesome. Swift Heroes was awesome. I don't know if I go to 
Swift Heroes as an attendee, but maybe, maybe if I can figure out a way to, to take the family to Italy, we'll see. But both conferences were fantastic and it's just awesome to have a conference in the area and it's like deep dish and it's just a wonderful opportunity to speak at Swift Heroes. I think me and Adam were the only North Americans there. I don't, I can't think who else. No, I think that's it. Yeah. What a fantastic opportunity. Thank you, Swift Heroes, for inviting me to speak. It was a fantastic experience. I hope to do it again. So now I want to take the opportunity to give you my quick summary on each of the talks that I had attended. So not all the talks are here because some talks I didn't attend. My apologies. There were two tracks at Swift Hero, so that was actually impossible for me to do. But this is a quick summary of all the 32 talks I attended over the week. Let's see how long this takes me to go. You ready? All right, let's go. First talk at Deep Dish, Indie Dev Talk, working title with Malin and Kai. It was the first time I met Kai because we haven't had him on the show. I thought it was really interesting how they found their target audience for Orbit and Mercury and how that that story was not a linear story where they just got what they wanted and they knew their audience ahead of time, but rather something that they discovered over time, which I really like. Kai and Mullen, obviously, they make a great pair and a great job. They did presenting and telling their story. And sometimes how luck is involved in finding success with their app. They've done a great job. Their app is always featured in the App Store and featured at the Apple Store. And uh, it just goes to show you it involves luck, but that doesn't mean that there's nothing to do about that. It means you just need to increase your chances by building more opportunity. And they did a great job. Subs 301 with Curtis Herbert. I've met with Curtis before. I've heard him talk before. And I remember hearing him speak. I told him this at Release Notes 2017. And so I loved hearing the story of Slopes once again, five years or six years later. And just hearing how much wisdom Curtis has built up in those years with Slopes. And learning more about subscriptions and how he's really like evolved on his use of subscriptions, how they work and things like that. And just understanding what his audience of skiers really want from an app like that. He really brings some practical advice for indies along with his years of experience. So I really loved his talk. Build fast, ship faster, CI, CD for indies with Rudyak Ryan was awesome. I'm a big fan of CI, CD and Rudyak always does a great job explaining in great detail the work involved in setting it up, but also why you should do it. I'm really glad to see this at Deep Dish, and so I, I love that talk. Going Full Indie from Side Project to Best Job You've Ever Had by Emmanuel Crossevier. If you remember from my indie series last year, he was brought up quite a bit, and it was just great to see the legend and I loved his talk. It was just so much practical advice about being an indie. And just, I took notes of different links and different things I should be using for my apps. And he had so many great tools and just practical knowledge for building an indie app. I loved it. I was amazed by his presentation and the practical knowledge that he brought to indie developers. It's not the App Store. It's you. App Store Optimization for Indies with Ariel Michelli. I don't know how many times I've heard Ariel speak about SO, and he has spoken, I probably heard him speak more than any other 
person in this sphere. And obviously we've had him on twice and he really knows his stuff, obviously when it comes to ASO being running ad figures. And I really love to hear him give a review of different apps and talk about the importance of titles, subtitles, keywords. And that's what he did. He did kind of like a live demo of different apps. I gave him heart twitch to, to let me know about, yeah, Errol knows his stuff. We'll see. Be on the lookout. There might be, there might be something in the near future. We might cook up with Ariel. So be on the lookout for that. So the next day it was just more stand, standard talks. And we got Peter Steinberger of formerly of PSPDF kid, I should say, who gave his story. Wow. It was amazing. I think Peter has been doing this for a long time. And just to hear the story of him becoming a success, but not turning out the way that he wanted it to. And some of the cost of that success, his talk was really heartfelt and it was beautiful. It was wonderful. I just, I think people don't think about what happens when they're actually successful. And I think we got some good insights from Peter about what are some things to avoid when you're in that struggle and what to do. Beautiful talk. Thank you so much, Peter, for sharing that with us. Algorithms where no developer wants to go with Daniela Verzan. We've had Daniela on coffee, the coffee chats episode, and I thought she really brought some practical knowledge to the table, especially some of the functional programming tools that she showed to show various optimizations that we can all make with our code. I think a lot of developers aren't aware of that, like the way she did maps and compact maps and filters and stuff. It was a great talk. I hope a lot of developers take that stuff to heart because it's very useful for both maintenance and optimization. Uh, modular architecture with Swift with Ben Sherman. Ben does in a screencast, but he's probably more famous for the best tool on the internet at nsdateformatter.com. Well, if you have never been there, it's, you need to know. You need to get that bookmarked, please. And as you all know, I'm a big fan of modularization and breaking your programs into smaller pieces. But to hear Ben break it down was really fantastic. I've done that talk about the future of the future of dependency management, as you may have heard. And Ben, of course, does a better job than me and really brings a lot of experience in breaking down the differences between some modules, cocoa pods and packages in a really clear and succinct way, but also why you should be doing it um, and breaking your application down. Yeah, Ben and I had a lot to talk about. That was a fantastic talk. Thank you so much, Ben. What is mentorship and why you're ready to be a mentor with Via Fairchild? I've followed Via on Twitter and to finally meet her was awesome. I think that there is a lot of great talks at these conferences from experienced developers, but to get a talk from somebody who brings a new perspective and is fairly recent, I think was fantastic. I think a lot of us cradle programmers who went to college and got a computer science degree and didn't like have no experience in any other industry. We don't realize how lucky we are and sometimes how unwelcoming we can make it. I know it's even unwelcoming sometimes to those of us who are experienced, but it was really great to meet her, hear her story, hear her struggles in becoming a successful software developer, but then taking that experience and showing how we, those of us who are more experienced can be better mentors for the, um, those of us who want to get into the industry. So thank you so much via Unlocking the power of Swift Playgrounds, creating engaging learning experiences with Mark Opont. i really interested in Playgrounds, but really got me interested as a father of 
for African-American children is his work with historical black universities. I definitely was talking to him about that after his talk and the work that he does there. His jobby job, obviously, is it's Nike or Nike sneakers, one of those apps. But that was really inspiring. And then the stuff about playgrounds, I really want to get into playgrounds but he showed that there's so much potential to them. And I think we as communicators, content writers, we have barely touched the surface of them. But I also don't know what the limitations are. And I really appreciated Mark's talk for expanding my horizons when it comes to that and what playgrounds can offer as a teaching tool. So, yeah, that was awesome. Make porting custom Swift UI design elements easy with Swift packages with Vu Gwyn. I always enjoy Vu. Vu's a great presenter. I've known her for years from 360 iDev. And I think that there is a lot of potential for content out there about how to break down Swift UI design elements into Swift packages. We're going to, there's a few talks like this. I think I'm, after I do this, I might talk about little overall trends that I've noticed. And she did a really great job showing how Swift UI can be modularized into separate packages and delivered and things like that. There's just, there's a lot there, I think, when it comes to that stuff. So I really appreciated Vu giving that observation about resource management and all that kind of stuff. So thank you, Vu. My NAFSAC brings all the boys to the yard with Tunde Edigorne. I want to talk about this more later, but the NAFSAC stuff navigation is still, I think, a puzzle to a lot of pieces, and this talk needed to be given. He did a really great job showing how to use NAFSACs and how to do the routing stuff with the enums. I needed that tutorial, so it was really great. I think that you should subscribe to his channel like right now and watch his whole entire series on the NAFSAC stuff because it's so important. I'm going to talk more about NAFSACs later because I have some thoughts but this was probably one of the better technical talks that I went to this year of the 32. So thank you for doing that talk. Now, now you got to come on the show. You have to, especially after they reveal a whole new API to do it in June. So look out for that episode. Server-side Swift and GraphQL, a match made in heaven or hell with Ellen Shapiro. Ellen, who's a fantastic presenter, extremely smart and I think I was the target audience for this talk because I'm probably one of the few people who are more familiar with Vapor than I am with GraphQL. And I know what GraphQL is. We did that episode with uh, Seps a couple of years ago, a few years ago. I don't even know. And I know I, I hear a lot of people praise GraphQL. I'm not 100% on board, but I can definitely see as somebody who's tried to employ open API and things like that, that there's got to be a better alternative out there. And so I was really excited to hear her talk about this. I know she's done a lot of work with the folks at Apollo, not Kristen Seelig's Apollo, the Apollo for GraphQL. And her tutorial was awesome. Obviously, I know how to set up a vapor up pretty quickly, but her kind of giving me the look, at the how Fluent fits in, which is the M for vapor and things like that really really piqued my interest in you now like trying out GraphQL as something that I can host through Vapor. So yeah, this was a really good talk. It actually piqued my interest on in that sense. I think it accomplished what it wanted to. DeckUI coding your next presentation in Swift with Josh Holtz. I'm not specifically interested in DeckUI. I'm still, right now I'm 
consigned to using Keynote. I really loved seeing Josh Holtz explains the Swift DSL and the scaffolding behind SwiftUI can be used. And like, I'm interested in the Swift DSL stuff and how it can be used for other things. I've played around with like terminal, building a terminal using the Swift DSL. I think he demoed that too. And to see it being used for building slides is really cool. I really like that. If you're looking for a Swifty way to present and don't really like complicated GUIs, then I think you should definitely check out this talk. I think if you're interested in how Swift DSL works, that is being able to create a language in Swift, similar to how Swift UI works, definitely check this talk out. I really appreciated it. Live activities and dynamic island made simple with Vince Davis. So besides which I really haven't dabbled yet into the live activities, primarily because I don't have an iPhone 14 Pro. I just haven't had the opportunity to do it, which is about as close as I can get to that. And I think Vince did a great job. He had lost his saved keynote file before the he was going to present. So he did it all through live demo, which is fantastic and awesome. And I think he did a really good job explaining how it works. Yeah, he definitely knows this stuff when it comes to live activities. Piqued my interest. It was really great. And to see it working, live coding demos is so hard. I'm not that brave. 13 tips to write code like a Swifty with Michaela Karen. We all know Michaela. Michaela is a great presenter. She obviously does a lot of work here on YouTube. And I think this is a talk that needed to be given because there's a lot of people who don't know the ground rules of coding style when it comes to Swift. And I really appreciated her doing that. Just explaining here. So how you should name your variables here. So you should name your classes and types and things and how to get restarted. This is a great, it was just a really great refresher. She gave a really great overview and why it's so important to be consistent with these rules. And yeah, it was really good. Documenting your project with Doc with Simon B. Storving. Simon's great. And to have another Doc talk is wonderful. I think that he brought, he explained a lot of things that people didn't know about what Doc can and can't do. The versioning stuff that we talked about with Dave and Sven in our episode earlier this year. The fact that they can do that is pretty awesome. This is a really good talk. If you haven't started dabbling into Doc you should definitely start doing that soon. Machine Learning and Swift Practical Trendy are both with Ben Pruthi. I met Ben at 360iDev. If you don't know, Ben's a senior in high school. Yeah, yeah, pretty smart. And it was really great to see him again. And to present on Machine Learning, there's been so much talk about AI. Uh, and to see it, how it fits in the Swift world and what it actually means, why Python's so popular, what does Swift bring to the table, what's the story of Swift and ML, what's CreateML... Just explaining all that stuff and the relationship I thought was really helpful in this talk. I liked it. I really appreciated it and just being exposed to that tool set. Closing keynote with Paul Hudson. So Mr. Hacking with Swift, I actually met in Canada a few years ago and he was an awesome speaker and he's an awesome speaker here. It was Josh did a really good job picking the right speaker to end his conference. The He did a really, his talks tend to be less technical, more emotional, empathetic, things like that. And his call to action to make a difference really hits the nail on the head as far as like dealing with some of the common questions developers have. Sometimes we ask the wrong technical questions and we don't understand like what we're actually doing. His blunt answers for the community, I think, are definitely guided by years of wisdom and are super helpful. And I think we don't realize how much, how much it, we appreciate Paul and the work that he does, both content wise teaching, but also just bringing years of wisdom 
to what we're doing and getting a big picture outside of just having our head hunkered down in Xcode all the time. So yeah, <laughs> it was awesome. And I hope I can see Paul speak again soon. So onto Swift Heroes, a 100% Swift UI app with Marin Tartaroff. I really enjoyed Marin's talk. He, he brings again years of experience and he knows how messy it has been just moving to UI kit from AppKit and even how messy AppKit is as old as it is. We think that some of these APIs are perfect and pristine and production ready. And he, he brought us down a little bit to reality about how some, how production ready even these older APIs are. And yeah, it was a really good talk just explaining the history of different UI APIs and where Swift UI fits in and how, yeah, Swift UI is not perfect, but the others aren't perfect either. Stop looking for perfection when it comes to your production ready API. So I really like Martin's talk. Warning, new technology ahead by Donnie Walls. So along with Marin bringing his experience to the table, Donnie did a really great job bringing his experience and talking about how to integrate newer technologies into larger apps. And he gave a practical, but pun intended, steps to large companies or small applications even. What steps to take to bring in SwiftUI or bring in new APIs into their, into their app and how they should do it. Just taking slow steps or do that, testing, things like that, we've talked about on the show. Very practical, Donnie. Good job. Building high-performant programs by understanding Swift ABI. Uh, Jacob Kermaz. So this was the first time I've actually seen Swift Intermediate Language, which I think was really interesting. And I really appreciate Jacob's talking, breaking down how it's implemented, but also why certain patterns, like why should you use structs all the time? Why not classes? Why should you do this? Why should you do that? And he showed you why you should do that, not just for architectural reasons, but also for optimization and how the Swift intermediate language is built. So it was a really good talk. I loved it. Deep dive into any and some by Yukai Aki. Yukai and I had been collaborating for the last few weeks on our talks because there was so much crossover. And what I really appreciated about his talk was how he brought the technical knowledge taking Jacob's perspective on the CIL and showing what some and any actually do, what's their history as far as in the Swift language and what they actually bring to the table to the Swift language that wasn't there before. I think it, it took a lot of burden off of my talk from being overly technical and he was able to, and I hopefully liberated him to get a little bit more deep dived into the technical aspects of his talk. Bravo. Yukai, that's awesome. I'm glad you did such a great job. Hide Vanterplug, so Hide probably along with Emmanuel are probably the two indies I've heard most about, and it was great to meet him in person, and just to hear him talk about his work and his passion in designing apps. He took that experience and gave some guidelines to those of us who are dumb developers and how to design a really great app and a great guide for those of us who are just more inclined to do code. So Swift Heroes will be posting these talks, and if you find this talk later once I post the video, definitely check it out because it's a great, it's a great talk to learn how to design properly. Elevated Swift with Sarush Kalu. So apparently Sarush is obsessed with elevators. I found out, and he was so obsessed he decided to do a talk on it. I loved this talk because this was the computer science-y, how do you do this in programming kind of talk that kind of introduces you to programming, but he does it with Swift. 
And I think it was a really great real world example of taking specs and implementing them in Swift and also to look at a problem like elevators in a whole new way. This is, this reminds me of the old days of when I was starting to be a programmer and like, how do you sort? How do you do this? Here's how to do an elevator. Really great talk. And I loved, I just loved the work that he did. Thank you so much for doing this talk, Sarush. The next day we had Shai Mishali. Shai has been on. We did the advanced Swift episode, I believe, with him. And this was the best and most succinct app explanation and demo of TCA that I've ever seen. Now we had the episode with Zeb, which was fantastic and broke down how it works, but we're not, we're a podcast, right? So Shai was able to do this with a live coding demo. And I thought it was really fantastic. If you want to get a good intro to TCA and you not necessarily interested in watching a point free thing, I don't know. Shai does a really good job. I would say probably second to point for you, obviously. This was a good talk and it was a good introduction for me to see it in action. So after that was leveraging composable architecture at scale with Christoph Zablowski. Christoph is a genius. So that was really helpful. And what he did was he broke down the pitfalls and issues with TCA for more technical knowledge, especially when it comes to performance. And he's the creator of so many great libraries and stuff on github check his github out trust me it's amazing but he just brings all this like deep real world knowledge as well as the performance issues of tca and so says hey tca is great but here's some things you should look out for if you're doing any larger application and you're thinking about tca check the video out on this presentation because he's got some great advice if you're gonna really start deep diving into that a Tale of Skeleton and Bones with Stefano Mondino. Stefano is a Synesthesia employee, so he's obviously partially hosting this event with Lucy. And he had posted on Twitter, I believe, this library that he had talked about called Murray, named after, like, Monkey Island, I think. One of those LucasArts games or something. And I'm a huge fan of Tuist. I'm a huge fan of Xcogen. I've dabbled into Stencil and, like, cogeneration and stuff like that. And to, to, this was like dessert. I really am a big fan of automation developer tools. So I was really excited to check this talk out and learn about this tool. And I definitely chatted with him afterwards about it. If you're looking for any sort of like templating engine for your projects to just quickly churn out Swift UI views and models and things like that, check Murray out and post the link in the notes. It's really cool what he did there. It's available on GitHub, of course, but I love developer tools. Give me more developer tools. So this was a great one. Speaking of developer tools, we had making developer tools with Swift with Paul Piella, who I'm a big fan of developer tools. Like I just said, I don't know if I mentioned that yet, but he's also a fan. I'm also a fan of server-side Swift and CI. And what he did is he showed how to build a server Swift CI app that kind of <clears throat> babysits CI tools out there like Xcode Cloud and GitHub. Uh, and it's really fantastic to see him fit all those pieces together. I definitely am going to be looking out for this code because I've always been interested in that kind of thing. Yeah, I love this talk. I'll hopefully if the when the video comes out, you'll check it out too. But some of the sweet stuff that he did with CI is, is fantastic and server side swift. So this would have been where my talk fit in, by the way, was after a poll and before Leah's talk, which was Confessions of a Testing Newbie. Leah, we've had on the show when we did the episode on Bluetooth, and this was a really great talk where, similar to Via, how she brought her 
newbiness, newbie experience to it. Leah's been doing this for a long time, but what she did is she talked about her journey into testing and what people said, but what people actually did when it came to testing and why testing is important, what testing actually means, what are the different kinds of testing. This To me, it was like a breath of fresh air, just hearing someone's real world experience when it comes to testing. And I thought there's some really great advice about how to get started with testing, what to do with testing, what kind of testing you should focus on. So I really like this talk. So after Leah was Peter's talk on building reusable Swift UI components, we've had Peter on to talk about Firebase. Obviously that's his thing. But what I really liked about his talk, going back to what Vu was talking about, is the idea of reusable Swift UI components. And he really broke that down and how to do that into separate packages, but also talked about library content providers, which are a way so you can see them in the Xcode GUI. It's pretty incomplete what Apple provides. Hopefully we'll see more of that this year, but this is a really great talk concerning how to modularize your Swift UI code and getting back at what Ben and Vu and Adam talked about as well. And then lastly, I have building delightful apps with Adam Bell. Adam is amazing and he has really good taste in music, which is awesome. And he built this great app called albums and just some of the cool animations he did, how he did it. It was like what Hilda did. But when it comes to animations and I'm always scared of doing that kind of stuff because I don't know how easy or hard it will be to maintain it. But I know now I have a little bit more inspiration about how to make good animations, why to make good animations, what that actually means for your application, creating a fun experience. Adam's work was amazing. I really liked it. That was an awesome presentation. Some really great examples of things you could do with flipping albums and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, that was a really great talk. So now I want to give my overall thoughts on what I've seen is like, what a lot of developers are talking about and what I think are some big trends right now. So Swift UI is here. It's here to stay. I think everybody wants to move to Swift UI for a lot of obvious reasons. And I think one of the things I'm seeing is people are trying to figure out ways to modularize it and break it down, both the view side of it and the business logic side of it. That's where TCA fills in the blank, but also like the reusable components, stuff that Peter and Vu had talked about, I think are going to be really important. How do we, I could see people wanting to monetize Swift UI controls and being like, Oh, I want this Swift UI where I can customize the color. Can you give me this widget that does this, but I can change the font. I could change the color, things like that. I think that's going to become really important in the future. Kind of what web has been doing for a long time now with CSS and with like different design patterns and things like that. I think I'd like to see something like that in that space with Swift UI. So we'll see where that might be headed. Going back to Twin Days talk, I think nav stacks are really something that people are really interested in. They're glad they have what they have now. Some people see some limitations with it. Some people see problems with it because we don't all maintain apps that are only in iOS 16. So the question becomes, what do you do then? And there's a lot of talk. Do you do a UI navigation controller really and then everything else is just navigated through them. That seems to be the pattern right now. So there's definitely a lot of interest in navigation, and we'll see if Apple even gives us more this year when it comes to that. I think people are interested in server-side Swift. I don't think that's going to go any- away anytime soon. Obviously, there's a lot of 
buy-in issues from folks and also who, what enterprise company has business with what other enterprise company. So there's always going to be that. It was interesting to see only one machine learning AI talk, but that kind of makes sense because I don't, I don't know what else in Swift you can really do with that per se to make it like actual good, useful app. So not certain about that. Developer tools were a big thing. TCA was mentioned a lot. And I really liked some of the more <clears throat> experience wise wisdom based talks like with Marin and Donnie and Paul. Yeah, NavSec, SwiftUI, server-side SwiftUI modularization, SwiftUI styling, SwiftUI navigation. Those kind of seem to have been the big things. So Chris had a couple of questions. How many of them were Synthwave fans? I'm not sure about that, Chris. I didn't ask. But based on Adam's talk, I would say a lot of folks are into Tame Impala. That's pretty good. That, that helps me get my Xcode stuff done. What do you think people are most excited for for WWDC? A lot of people are talking about the glasses. People are excited about that. I'm excited, and I talked with Hilde about this. Watch OS 10. I'm excited for that. I really, <laughs> I know I'm going to be disappointed, but I'm excited about what the possibilities could bring to Watch OS 10. There's rumors now that Watch Series 9 might actually have a new processor, which we haven't had since Series 5. So maybe there's something there. Yeah, I mean, like the Ultra is still basically a glorified Watch 8, Series 8 with a big battery. I don't know. I just Watch OS needs. It's, it has so much potential, but the technology is not there, which is ironic because now they're going to build these glasses where the technology isn't there either. So I don't know how well that's going to go. Navigation, like I said, people want to see more stuff in that space, I think. I think what else I heard people talk about. There's always like fill in the blanks with SwiftUI, what, what's missing in SwiftUI. What, where's combine fit in this? Where does async await fit in that? So that was what I think what I'm excited for, like I said, would be watch OS. I'd like to see that. I'd like to see SwiftUI be even better on the Mac. I think those are the two things. Swift package improvement. I'd like to see that. People still have a lot of friction getting started with Swift packages today, and I don't blame them. I know now how to navigate around that. So for me, it's like second nature, but I can see how a new newbie would have issues with that. So yeah. That's all I had for today. I just want to talk about like those conferences. I know it's episode 150, which is awesome. Hopefully I'll be around for another 150 episodes. There's been so much we've covered on this show. Please subscribe. And if you're watching this on YouTube, subscribe on your podcast player. I'm always looking for new work. So if you're looking for something, need a new Swift developer, reach out to me. I have some open slots in the summer. So let me know. And if you're looking for a speaker, let me know too. I will be taking a hiatus until June because something's coming up in June. I might have a friend of mine called Peter. There's a channel called Compile Swift, which you should also subscribe to. We might do another thing again. So subscribe to check that out. We'll be doing another first day State of the Union keynote review. So check that out. Thank you so much for joining me, and I will see you all in less than a month. Meanwhile, I will be busy saving Hyrule again, so thank you everyone. Talk to you later.